0: you ready yep how about you yep start it up
1: podcasting from beautiful east tennessee and brought to you by the brv studios this is have you heard our show that brings up random news and crazy events and a lot of other topics you've probably never heard of. For instance, have you heard about the collegiate sport of grenade throwing or how much it sucked for a young lady to get stung by a box jellyfish? What about the detective in California that finally caught the Golden State Killer after 35 years or what a fatberg is and no, it's not a fat Jewish guy. We cover this and a whole lot more. Here is episode 45 from the Big Red Van. Here we are, episode 45 HYH. 45. Welcome, hmm. everybody. We got all three of us back together. Uh, we're ready for a full night of conversation. I want to start with a funny thing, though. We talk a lot about uh, driving and all right. the way that people act when they drive. And I've told you before that I'm going to be you a very... A book. I'm going to be a New York Times best-selling author one day of a book book about driving. I don't want to give my idea away and somebody steal it and beat me to it because I'm lazy ass and I'm not going to write it anytime soon. But the difference – I heard a stand-up comic talk about this. The different ways, I guess, how differently is the best way to put it, that people act when they're on foot versus when they're in their car. Like if you acted the same way when you were in your car as you do on foot – there would be totally total chaos. I guess vice versa. Like in oh, yeah. your car, as you do, you know, it would be total chaos. So the main instance that comes to mind is when someone you're driving on the interstate. Say you're in the fast lane, and somebody and there's a line of traffic. Right, you're not just being the asshole in the fast lane, but somebody speeds up on the right lane and then cuts you off to get right in front of you just immediately. You know, to and, still be in the same to, line to be of in traffic. the same line of traffic that you're in. Imagine that being a line at the grocery store. <laughs> where you're walking up to the line at the grocery store and then someone comes sprinting up next to you and then just cuts in front of you at the last moment right before you get to the, being the next person in line. Is that a confrontational moment? If you acted that way on foot, would it be acceptable?
0: I mean, I'm going to go with no. Well, well n- Neither cases are acceptable, I don't, I don't think.
1: Well, of course. I mean, there's these assholes out all over the roads that do it all the time self-important
0: people i think but, the best part though about being in the car is because of the windows being up you don't have to worry necessarily about looking their direction
1: well and that's the all. other thing is that's going to be in in this book it's going to be a, a, a chapter about how once the rear view mirror happens it reads erased from your mind Basically, yep. once a car is behind them, they don't think about that car anymore. It's they only gone. think about cars in front of them. Now, there are some people that think about the cars behind them, but a vast majority of those jerk-offs that drive like that, they only think about the people in front of them. The I look at them as Pac-Man, and they only look at the rest of the little white dots that they've got to eat up. Mm-hmm. They're not looking <laughs> at the ghost that's chasing them. So, it's just that that pisses me off to no end. And I think it's hilarious when I heard a stand up comic compare it to the way' on foot mm-hmm. because we conduct ourselves relatively humane on foot, but when we get in our cars, we are just animals, oh yeah, well, I don't know. there's plenty of animals out there that you know let doors slam in people's faces instead of holding it for people mm. and you know, jumping in front of you whenever you're trying to open, you know, do something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, those people, those people are still out there. But it it exists. Those are good examples. Thank you for that visualization to the argument. But I think that exists so much more on the roads than it does on foot. Mm -hmm. There are so many more people that will hold a door open for you than will let you over in traffic. And then when you say, oh man, nothing pisses me off, like, when someone does something for you, like hold the door open and you say thank you you know and they go yeah yeah i hate the yeah well see and i moved i moved to here from somewhere else and it's almost after a while it becomes expected there are a lot of people that live down here that expect you to hold the door open for them and when you don't you're the jerk off instead of it being a nice gesture it's something that's now gotten to the point where it's expected mm. around here well it, i mean because up north then no no no. I mean, you hold the door open for somebody. They look at you like you're crazy. Like where my parents live in Minnesota. I'm not even talking like, like big city. Like why do you want me to walk through the door? I'm talking. Yeah, it's literally like, what are you doing standing there waiting for me for? You know, like if I'm holding the door while someone's finishing walking up the way from their from the gas pump, like they look at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> what are you waiting on? Mm. I
0: don't know you. It's like go on. What do you mean by the yeah? Ex- explain that. Why does that bother you?
1: Because it almost implies, like, in in my brain, it registers as, like, passive-aggressive, like, yeah, I had to hold the damn door open for
0: you. Uh, like okay.
1: You know what I mean? Like, instead of being like, oh, you're welcome, have a good day. Like, or, you know, like a normal human would say, like, thank you, or you're welcome, or whatever. That's kind of what I mean. That like, it's
0: like, oh, I had to. Exactly. And yes. I'm like,
1: well, fuck you, man. Like, are yeah. you kidding? Like,
0: w- <laughs> it's a little off topic, a little bit, but... I see thank you and you're welcome the same way I see I'm sorry and I forgive you and therefore I don't get that many I forgive yous after I say I'm sorry mm. I get a I get a no problem as in like I had to apologize I had to yeah let a, that go that's a good That's what that's why I don't think anything of if I get a reply from a thank you because I get the same amount of replies from an I'm sorry you know mm. That's a good way of looking yeah. at that's it a um, very good way but, of putting it but the point of acting different, walking compared to driving, um, becomes critical when you think of pedestrians crossing the road. Oh like not, not, <laughs> not, just, not just acting in different ways of walking compared to driving, but just when the two interact with each other. So when you cross the road, do you feel like you're obligated to start running or move faster as soon as you see a car approach? Or are you or Am I jaywalking? Are, or you, I have, are you the type of person who No let's just say you're walking from the parking lot to the front of the store. Okay. For a grocery store. Which is or
1: implied d- in any parking lot it is implied pedestrians one hundred percent have the right of way.
0: Correct. Yes. In a
1: parking lot setting, always. Yes. Pedestrian has the right of way. So many people don't understand, this. You're, and oh, even you're, on campuses too. You're yeah. getting close to striking a chord with me. So what I'll, what I'll say is this: is the pedestrian has the right of way to walk a direct line from point A to point B. Those jerk offs that decide to walk a diagonal path, yeah, just across to get to their car, the road, mm. just to get to from from one point to the other, literally taking the maximum amount of time to get across the road. <laughs> those people. I'm not saying they deserve to be hit, uh, but <laughs> maybe a little push to may- hurry them along. I clipped, maybe
0: <laughs> a, a toe, a toe run over. I don't know. So something needs to, or, needs well, what to do you, remind them. What do you feel about what do you feel about people who start that walk real early and you may not have even seen them coming? It starts into a power walk. How do you feel about those people? Were they I appreciate even, that like, person. Oh, yeah. I know pedestrians have the right of way, but that person does. But a do not. they? But should they stop at all or should they just keep walking? No. As I mean, in as in like when you're crossing the road, going from parking point A to point B, should you stop before you do that, even yes. though you have the right away? Safety says yes. Yes. Stop and acknowledge the car. I'm so gonna see. How do you feel about those? And you may be in the same boat, but how do you feel about those who don't stop? Depends on where I am. just walk. I'll say this. Depends on where I am. If I'm on a
1: college campus, I expect it. Because it's like on college campuses, they walk out on in front of traffic Anyone. expecting you to stop. Because you should be looking around for students everywhere. I guess the psychology of yes. driving around on a college campus, that makes sense to me. I've been on three different college campuses, Nebraska, Kansas, and Tennessee. They were all like that. Students mm. walked out in front of traffic all the time. And it just stopped for them, you know, no matter where it was, crosswalk, no crosswalk, whatever. If I'm at a mall, if I'm at an outdoor shopping center, something like that, and someone's not stepping out directly in front of traffic, then, yeah, no matter where they're walking out at, they have the right-of-way and the car should stop. But it's appreciated, like Hayden said, they get the nod, they get a wave, they get a whatever. If they stop and look at me and then I give them the Mm -hmm. go-ahead, It's if they just walk out in front of me and don't even turn to look at me. Those are the ones I'm like, you, you're you going to get hit by a car one day. Yeah. And you're, and it's not going to be me. Yeah. But you're, you're going to mm-hmm. get. It's mm-hmm. not going to be me. Natural but selection, Yeah. Darwin Awards, it's man. It's going to happen. <laughs> but it, I don't remember yeah, the name of go, the. To your point, if you go power walking out into an intersection because you're just assuming traffic's going to stop, yes, you deserve a Darwin Award. You're an idiot. Mm don't do that that's a bad idea doesn't matter what setting you're in it's never good to just blindly charge straight into an intersection when there could potentially be a car coming no like, whether it be a parking lot or or not that's dumb they do it all the time on college campuses though it's crazy some that's of crazy. those kids yeah so you want to get started no no what else you want to talk about i got a list you got a list i do have a list <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm, you ready? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it.
0: Everybody, have you heard?
1: I want to talk about a real bad day at the ocean. Okay. So a 14-year-old Miss Hannah Mitchell was swimming with her friends by Goodwin Island, which is in Australia, um, right off the Pilbara Coast that's in northern Australia, where basically everything in Australia is, because the rest of it's a lot of flat. In the outback. Outback. Yeah. But she felt a sting on her arm. But didn't really think much of it, because, like, have you, ever, uh, have you ever had a sea lice bite? It's like a little type of jellyfish that they just kind of like, eh, ow, you know, like... Mm, no. It's bad. Mm. No. Never had one of those? Okay. It just depends on where you are and, like, what's going on. Are down. they in the, our Atlantic Ocean? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, you can you can get sea lice or everywhere. But uh, they're just like a little, like, it's almost like somebody pinches you, like a sweat bee. You ever been stung by a sweat bee? Absolutely. Okay. It sucks. Like, it's Well, I guess... It's mild, I guess, is my point. It's not going to like ruin your day. You're like, "Ow, that sucked," you know, sure. and, then, and then you brush it off. It goes away quick, but it yeah. sucks. Yeah. Okay. So that's what she felt. It was just like a simple little pinch. And as they were swimming along, and uh, she noticed her stomach started cramping. But she was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm really hungry though, so it's probably just hunger cramps. I'm okay." Um, a few minutes later, when she was back under her friend's boat, she collapsed like in. <laughs> like extreme pain couldn't couldn't stand anything okay she described it as she felt like her lungs and her heart were collapsing inside of her chest that's, that's how much pain she was in no good what she got stung by was an urukanji jellyfish okay so have you ever heard of this they also they're a species of box jellyfish you've ever heard the word box jellyfish no Okay, so is this some obviously something she could get stung by and not realize that it happened? Yes, it's like it's a like I said, like there's plenty of other little things in the ocean that could sting you. That was my. It's like a ow, you know, like yeah, that's why like, I stay out of the ocean. <laughs> exactly. There are. Uh, it's <laughs> see. This, I'm. I'm this sorry. This story and now here's the thing: is this type of jellyfish is only found in the like. Great Barrier Reef, like warm ocean waters in Australia. Well, then, how did the hell did you? Why did you ask us if we have ever been stung by one? No, no, no. I'm sorry. the 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 one that she got stung by, like sea lice, the thing she thought oh, it was, okay. are found everywhere. Okay, and yes, I mean, I, I am very rich, you know, so <laughs> I, I do vacation in the northern Australia region, <laughs> but no, no sea lice. So, but either way, the the box jellyfish or the urukanji is a uh, it's bad news but it's tiny okay so how tiny is it like a mole tiny it's it's bell or its main section you if you will you know you can imagine what a jellyfish looks like it's less than an inch across it's almost totally transparent and obviously that makes it very hard to see in the water so even if there's a whole school of them they're really hard to spot sure it's mm-hmm. kind of what transparent means um it's got four little t- <laughs> <laughs> it's got four... You son of a bitch. It's got four... <laughs> but it is. Four little tentacles. Um,
0: Especially in water.
1: Sticking out the corner of
0: each of its little square head. And that's how it gets its name. Just in Box case Delay you didn't Vision. know what a tentacle was. Sure. They four corners. are. On insects, and he said there's going to be four of them. Four Corners. Right, four got Corners. It. Got it's it. Box jellyfish. Box. Square. If yeah. you want to know what Four Corners is like, it's a nice game that you would play <laughs> in middle school with a ball about the size of a cake ball. Preferably <laughs> it's all, red. It's it's also, preferably red. It's also something that all squares in the world contain. Four, so
1: anyways. Four Corners. Um, what's uh, something that this is just silly, but. Hey, like, you ever seen a square without corners before? <laughs> That's called Circle. It's
0: called Circle. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: They live, like I said, in warm waters um, uh, in northern Australia. Just
0: picture the opposite of cold. Yeah, exactly. Got Mm -hmm. it.
1: So it was... um, They're also extremely delicate. So this is kind of cool. Like, the problem with the Urukandji jellyfish is that we can't keep them in captivity. So, like, literally, they are the most delicate jellyfish in the ocean so essentially like you try and take one back and keep it in the fish tank it's pretty much going to die really okay. uh, so it needs to be in it we can't replicate its environment yeah right we okay. can't just like sharks even like a lot of sharks like especially or not all sharks but big sharks like great whites nobody's been able to successfully catch one and keep it in captivity like mm. they've people have attempted to catch them but you try and keep it in captivity and they die right they just can't do it um, it's sort of like killer whales that we talked about like a long, long time ago, how they, they Is don't it just do, because they cover a wide range over Exactly. day. Like, so killer whales do the same thing. They need that range to move around and great whites do the same thing. And I guess they just can't live in captivity.
0: Mm.
1: Anyways, the, uh, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're so delicate as well. So like I said, you can't keep them in captivity, but like they're so delicate that like if you put them, even if you could pick them up, scoop them up in their own water, like their own environment, even them bumping into the side of the container that you're scooping them up in can kill them. They're that delicate. Okay. Super super delicate. But they can double you over in pain and damn near kill you. Yes. So um, people have described it, um, like I said, it, it starts to cause cramps in your stomach. It's People described it um, as like having cramps like you're having contractions to have a baby except times a thousand. Wow. <laughs> like literally times a thousand and they're like "This not an exaggeration like it literally feels like your insides are about to rip apart.
0: And they... You're a guy. I'm a guy. He's a guy. I still don't know oh, what I know. pain that is. But I was in
1: the room when my wife went through that pain without any pain medicine or epidural or anything. Oh, BA. Yeah. It's uh. If uh, something else to watch, he could <laughs> tell the story, but that wasn't on purpose. I'm pretty sure, right? Totally not. No, they just didn't make it to the hospital in time. Well, we did, and it was like, uh, yeah, he, he's coming. But um, so, but they're extremely fragile. But so that's that's crazy. So that they can die bumping into each other or the corners yeah. or whatever. But they. Can kill you by bumping into you. <laughs> yeah, and luckily, you know, people don't run into them too often because they do typically stay about thirty feet down. So it's one of those things. Like,
0: and what was she doing?
1: No, no, they can still. She went. They deep. can come to the surface, you know, but it's just like real deep. They oh. normally stay thirty to sixty feet down at that level because you know a lot of things in the ocean live at certain levels, but uh, oh. but they. Uh, the amount of pain—that's—that's that's the big thing I want to drive home here. The amount of pain that will cause somebody when they get stung is incredible. What systems does it attack? Um, it is a—it uses a nemotysist type of stinging cell, but it attacks the nervous system okay. and causes the, just like it basically makes all of your cells react in pain. Thus, the pain. I mean, yeah. ner- nerve pain is unlike any other pain and, that you can feel. Like that, and this girl, for example, this fourteen-year-old Hannah that got stung that I was talking about at the beginning of this, uh, um, of this, she the the pain was so bad she got to the hospital and was just like literally screaming, thinking she was dying. um, Where they couldn't even calm her down; they had to literally induce a coma on this girl to basically make her stop writhing with pain. Like pain medicine wasn't doing it. Of course not. That's what I mean. Like you can break a leg, and that can be. You know, only one or uh, not one, but a few nerve endings. If it's like your entire nervous system and every nerve ending in your body is is aching, I mean, think about like the worst toothache that you've ever had, Mm. everywhere in your body, yeah, all at once. But they had to put her in a coma for like three days um, while they allowed the toxins to get out of her system. And even when, and even when they revived her after the third day, she was still in so much pain that they had to put her on prescription pain medicine just so she could make it. Like, out of the hospital. Wow. And it took her almost two weeks to actually get over it to where the pain subsided. See, and anyone that's, uh, anyone that's listening that has had any kind of nerve damage or, again, a nerve an exposed nerve ending in a tooth or something like that, anything that has to do with a nerve ending that is just, like, on fire, mm-hmm. it will ruin it'll ruin your day but it's uh it's a great reason to not want to go surfing in australia because uh these little bastards you are and everywhere. i talked about this off the air dude we're both going on summer vacations and i uh udra aren't in the caribbean but i'm not a big uh ocean guy you know when we go when we go to the beach i like laying in the sand you mm-hmm. know i'll go get my picture <laughs> yeah yeah Here we, here's daddy in the ocean you know whatever but let me be in the pool you know, I I'm not a uh, getting I, stung uh, by jellyfish or getting my toes bitten off by a shark or hey, really honestly that's that's ridiculous but hanging out with all that seaweed not me. Well, I'm hoping the Caribbean Ocean doesn't look like that. I'm hoping it's crystal clear blue and sunshine and so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. What about you, Malcolm? You an ocean swimmer? I love the ocean. You an ocean swimmer?
0: I like mm. sand. I guess it depends on where you go, you know. You're going to the I'm not what they would call one of those ocean swimmers, but I'll swim. Well in you the can ocean. you can touch a lot <laughs> further out than we can. Yeah.
1: I go under a lot a lot closer to shore. Mm. So stay away from the what are they called again one more time? Urukanji. Okaza- Urukanji.
0: Oh, Urukanji. What'd you say? I was just making up a name. Oh. <laughs> Everybody have you heard? So remember, way back in grade school, when
1: spring came around and that glorious, glorious day known as field day came around. Do you remember field day? Yeah, when you were young. What was field oh, day yeah. like? What That's was- like the last week of school, and you just nothing but outside games for that week. So, like,
0: what kind of games? I mean, what do you guys remember? Well, we in high school we call it class Olympics. All right, but in in middle school it would be called field day. Okay, so just you had it in high school yeah, but it's called it's just class Olympic, but
1: that is freaking awesome. We didn't have it in high school. I only had it up to middle school, really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome you had it in high school, and they called it Olympics. What about you? Because we actually do uh, Olympic was just events. That's great. We, we only did it through middle school. That is so perfect for my story. We only did it through middle school, and it was like nonsense games, like egg balancing on a spoon. Sure, me yeah, around, around the cones. Potato sack race. Of course. It was um, that stuff. Obstacle course. You know, whatever. Apparently, they do these in China, but all the way up to the university level. All right, so they have colleges that are doing this, and North University of China, which is a city in, I believe it's pronounced Taeyuan, Taiwan. It's not Taiwan. It's like Taiwan, China. <laughs> it's like Taiwan, Taiwan. Uh, so this. Oh, I know him. North University was originally a base for the People's Liberation Army to develop weaponry. And they've made some recent adjustments to their annual track and field event, is what they call it. So it's the same type of thing. It's the Mm. track and field Olympics, where they're replacing the javelin toss with the next most obvious choice, a grenade throwing contest. Hmm. That's incredible. (laughs) Like instead of the uh, what is it called the damn uh, shot put the shot put or discus you're throwing grenades a five hundred gram wooden handled grenade that was a replica of a Type twenty three German World War two Steilengraten yes which was (laughs) later adopted by the Chinese military basically that is uh, translated as hand grenade. But is that we're talking the little stick grenade steel? Yes, it's a stick grenade. Ah, Yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay, stick grenade. Um, so students immediately rushed to sign up for this, and a lot of them had to even be turned away due to not getting there in time. So, this is what really surprised me no discussed qualification process, so pretty on par with Chinese standards, I guess. But but crazy that you didn't have to qualify, no prerequisites, no, no, uh. A grenade tossing course that you had to pass. To be <laughs> they don't able need, to,
0: to need to see you throw a baseball or anything.
1: They don't have to do a criminal background check and what make sure. What about a lawn dart? Or you're going to turn around and toss it in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, or anything like that. <clears throat> you would so, think they would use, I'm just going to, I don't know how you score this event. Are you going to go into this? No, I have no idea. So I'm trying to just I'm trying to picture in my head this how this game distance. works. distance. It's distance. They've replaced the javelin oh. with the grenade. It's Just distance. I would imagine. So it's then distance. they probably don't. They use. What else sh- do you score on a well, grenade? Well, if you throw gunners. it high
0: enough and then it lands, I guess you could also do bounce. like how, how big of an explosion. Well,
1: I was thinking maybe it was a a target downrange that you had to hit the most Mm. shrapnel into. Oh, yeah. See, now that's advanced grenade throwing right there. I would think maybe if you can hit the target, like you've... And there's like things with like, there's things with barriers. Rainbow it into a bucket or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like Like it's the, you could imagine the javelin field, but there's like a bunch of steel barrier walls and then targets, and you have to like hook that grenade in just right to get the shrapnel to hit now the target. Let's, let's keep in mind that these are actual grenades. That's what I mean. And these are students with zero training on how to throw or use a grenade. So but that's if that was where my brain went because if let's it's keep it a little simple. If it's if it's based <laughs> upon targets, then shrapnel should be involved. If it's based upon distance then they probably just use powdered grenades that don't have the shrapnel casing. Therefore making its deadliness significantly less i it's china though i mean if they're just using straight like military issue grenades then hell yeah but uh i would imagine they would just use ones that are powder only i'm guessing they're shrapnel
0: that's awesome if they are
1: hell yeah i'm pro shrapnel let's push they've held this festival for years and they've always seen reluctance for people to sign up for the javelin event and the university was actually urged by a student to make these changes this guy was like hey uh, people kind of like throwing stuff and why not grenades, hmm. you know? So let's just, let's just throw grenades. And they passed it by a board and they were like, yep, yep, yep. Grenade contest.
0: Hmm.
1: So, you know, speaking of throwing things though, did you know that Myrtle beach is opening uh, I just saw this news headline and I thought it was hilarious, but uh, I'm just waiting for the person to get hurt or the first person to get hurt. But, uh, they're opening a, a ax throwing, uh, booth. At Myrtle Beach. Someone's gonna die. Like, where you throw axes at a target. And, yeah, at Myrtle Beach, where it's the Gatlinburg of the beach. For $30, you can chuck an axe at your (laughs) 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 sister-in-law.
0: And it's legal. Oh, yeah. No one's getting in trouble for it. Everybody, have you heard? Okay, so I read this article, actually, today, um, about this tube train in London. And the tube train goes from... Say it right. It's Subway. All right, whatever. Right. Isn't that what it is? It's, it's pretty much subway. the same. It's the same concept. The tube.
1: The tube. The tube. The tube train.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Subway goes from one place to another, obviously. I believe it is late at night when they find this and happen to stop the train just for a second and notice that there is something in their path. And they don't get out, obviously, because they only think it's just some dead fox. Okay, a dead so they, fox. they stop a train because they think there's something in the path. Because that's like not an easy thing to do. Agreed. I don't think they stopped it for that reason. I think the article was talking about how they were doing some checkup on on reversal. I don't remember. Okay, what the part was, but they happened to see that in the railway All and right. notice. That it looked like a fox. So they're just going to say, oh, it must be a fox. Can't be anything else. Keep going. Of course day. it's a okay? fox. Red. Furry. Obviously. Seen it a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, multiple trains come through that same path, de- uh, like hour after hour after hour. And about 300 or so are passing over that one spot until finally. Someone reports it and calls the police about it, and they notice that spot is n- not a fox; it's a man. Hey,
1: yo! This ain't no fox. That's Red
0: Fox. <laughs> <laughs> they identified the man and everything. This is back in December. The only reason I'm talking about it now is because it hasn't been released to the public until now. Mm. Um, most likely because they were trying to identify the man. And this was where again? London. London. Okay, that's right. Latube. Yes. <laughs> 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 so, Latoon. so literally, they've been there's about three hundred different times that this man had been ran over and over and over oh again. Oh
1: Goodness, because he was and,
0: a, a fox. Because they thought it was a fox until finally someone had the guts to. Since when you see a two hundred pound it. fox? Until
1: someone had the guts to. Let's just be honest. Look,
0: yes. <laughs> It'd be. I guess it might be different if it's a small, small kid. But even kids wouldn't like. Even kids wouldn't go missing, and no one be looking around at the train station for it. So, so that for size purposes, yeah. Unless, but this is a
1: forty-seven-year-old man. Let's talk about the differences in appearance between a forty-seven-year-old man and a fox.
0: <laughs> That's what like, I just How said. does his body a Two hundred-pound fox. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> what What are the foxes in the UK right now? This guy got a tail. Super bear fox.
1: That's there you go. I don't even <laughs> I don't even Star know Fox. Where'd it go? Star Fox. I could Falcon Punch
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> So he's dead dead. Run over you said three hundred times? Close a lot. Close to that of times. How did the sea haven mm-hmm. have anything left if he got run over by La Tube? Well three hundred I mean, times. A train only runs over one spot. But that once it would totally be a, like back three, four five pieces of himself. Like it mm-hmm. it would be cut in half totally. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. But once he was cut in half, it's not like more trains is going to cut him more well, in half. Maybe they just thought his torso was a fox. You know that because that could be. That's believable. a good point. You you know, know, they couldn't see the other end, and all yeah. they saw was his. I mean, this is London. He's probably a ginger dude. Maybe he had a big red hair. Yeah, And but, that's what they mistook for the fox. I a don't she, know why. A shearing. Why a fox?
0: Is that a common roadkill animal in London? Is that why? I mean, they're common around here like, too. In a subway, is that what they think they find I a lot am, of? I don't hang out in the subways, man. It's a good question. Like, let's ask the Ninja
1: Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, keep going. Who was your favorite Ninja Turtle? Quick, Michelangelo, Leo. Really, Cowabunga, dude! Nice. I like Leo too. There's the blue? I, I think oh, blue, I, I'm into blue. I, I liked Mikey because he was the goofy one, and I like goofy. He was wild. But I just went I off think, of colors, but I also Same. liked. Um, Donatello, because he was like the Zen master. Yeah, like, he was the one that like he was the mature one. He, he was the one that held it all together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he mm. he was the the one that would calm everybody down and like it's all right, guys. See, the Ninja Turtles are uh, iconic. Love those motherfuckers right oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those. <laughs>
0: Hey, how's it going, Big Red Van listeners? Uh, my name is Reese Kits. I'm Garrett Faust. And uh, we're, we're a part of a little podcast called
1: Decent at Best. And what Decent at Best is, is we're a podcast where we ask you guys to send us in questions at our, at our email called uh, decentatbestshow at gmail.com. And whatever question you want to ask, you send it in to us, and we'll answer it live on air. And we will answer
0: them with answers that aren't great. We don't promise they'll be good. They probably won't be bad. They'll probably be around Decent at Best. Decent at Best pretty much sums up our show we don't google anything everything is all off the top off the off the top of our head so everything we answer is going to be completely
1: first first impression word association so tune in to the to our episodes and we appreciate it see you guys there thank you
0: everybody have you heard
1: all right, this one's going to be a lengthy one, but it was pretty freaking awesome. Okay, so pause. <laughs> the uh, the Golden State Killer. Do you guys oh, know who yes. that is? Yes, 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 yes. Let's do this. Um, Steph Curry? Yeah, Steph Curry. He or, is a Golden State Killer. He's an assassin. That's a different kind. This one is um, nowhere, anywhere similar to Steph Curry. So let's get into this. This is front page news. Okay, so let's let's be real. This this is a big one. If you haven't heard about this, uh, you're not paying attention. And uh, hopefully you've just heard about it and not the details like me. So he was a a famous serial killer that was meticulous um, at his crime scenes over the course of about a decade that spanned over several cities in California, leading not a lot of evidence, but there was DNA. There's no fingerprints. Not many people actually saw his face. He typically had a mask on. Um, but his DNA that he left was, at the time, not useful to police. Right, because it was, you said, 70s, 80s? It was 80s. The 70s and 80s. So four decades later, with much better DNA technology and the widespread use of it, that genetic material that they had in the evidence locker became critical to possibly solving this murder. Absolutely shit. They could be like, hey, forensic files, help me out. Oh, yeah. Hmm. The authorities that solved this crime said that they were able to link their suspect to the string of the crimes by using a genealogy service. like So wait a second, you're talking like online? Yeah, like you know, like 23andMe, Ancest- and all the, Ancestors- Ancestry, yeah. all mm-hmm. those things. They were able to link their suspect using one of these kinds of services to a man that they believed to be the suspect, which was Mr. Joseph James D'Angelo. How crazy is that? That they, I mean, the FBI DNA database is pretty deep. Yeah. But they needed twenty three. It's everybody, it's everybody <laughs> that's been in prison. Everybody that's in prison, they pretty much have your your cover, cover right? For sure. Mm-hmm. So investigators tracked down the 70, 72 year old man who was a former police officer and retired mechanic by comparing the DNA collected at the crime scenes, which they they already had connected all these murders. But now, and they were going back to the evidence to collect the DNA to run it through the system. So they knew that the murders were connected to one another. They just didn't know who the suspect was. Yeah, there was actually other things that connected the murder like um the I'll get into the more graphic stuff of what he did, but like when he would tie people up, he would use the same kind of knot every time. Sure. Uh, it was a, a diamond Well, you knot. used the term serial killer. Yeah, yeah and of And cer- serial killers all had trademarks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but one of his things was he used a certain kind of knot. And actually, his for one of his coined names at the time was also the diamond knot killer, which was uh, the type of knot he used was a diamond knot to tie the people up with. All right. Anyways, so they found him by... You said he was a police officer. Yes, Um, He was a police officer, but this is, I want to, before we get into really who he is, I want to talk about how they actually caught him. So they, like I said, they, they reached out to one of the Ancestry.com's 23andMe, whatever, one of those sites. Unfortunately, all of those sites denied doing any contribution to this case. Whenever the, uh, uh, this is a Washington Post article where I got all this information from, so I feel pretty good about it. It's an Amazon. It's article. an Amazon. Thank you, yeah. uh, thank you, Bezos for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the information. <laughs> um, They're like, we don't want any part of this. They, 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 they all of them denied any involvement. Okay. okay, but you know that one of them did. Okay, yeah. they just denied it because they don't want that PR. Hmm. But anyways, so what they did was they ran the DNA of what they have collected from all this evidence of all these different murders, which was I didn't actually state this yet. 15 or 12 murders 50 rapes 120 burglaries and then numerous other unknowns okay so this guy was incredible all right this was a serious bad dude from the 80s and the 70s okay they ran the dna they had from all of these things through ancestry.com we're just going to use them as a whatever sure and what they ended up coming back with was not him Because he had never used Ancestry.com At least he was smart enough to never do that But some close relatives of his had So what does that happen They a bunch of people get flagged As similarities but not matches Mm -hmm. So what they do is Oh okay well then these people Must be cousins of whoever it is So all they do is just start researching who's the immediate family of all these people that got flagged. And then it's process of elimination from there. Exactly. So then they quite literally go find the trash of every single one of those people and try and find um, DNA evidence just out of the trash of all those different people that are suspects on their Which list. Which that is totally legal to do. It sure is. I mean, digging in somebody's hmm. trash. One, one man's, man's trash <laughs> yeah. is another man's treasure. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> or another man's um, evidence in a murder trial. Um, so, the, uh, as far as whoever's... Um, the gold was actually to... So, there was a, a prosecutor that has been working on this for for a long time. Her name was... Joyce E. Dudley. Joyce. Um, she was the Santa Barbara County District Attorney, and she had been trying to find the Golden State Killer for pretty much since the beginning. So she, this was, I guess, almost her retiring move, which what would was be kind of cool. What was the break? So they found cousins of this person. I guess you could say. Who knows? Uncle's and cousins, And they knew who's trash to dig in? And is they, that what the break was? And they essentially was? went to everyone that is related to these people that flagged. So it was probably like 70 people that they probably were able to actually go do DNA tests of. Because, of course, they could probably weed out, this person's too young, too young, too young, too young, whatever. You know, and nail it down to a few select people. The four-year-old, probably not doing it's it. definitely probably not little Johnny. Right. But anyway, so they go to their houses. They get through their trash. And they do DNA tests of all these people. And sure enough they come across somebody that is a 100% match of the DNA from all the evidence of the uh, Golden State Killer. So they kicked this guy in. He did resist or no or what? Uh, no resistance. Uh, he, you know, They served his warrant. They came to his house. They arrested his ass. And uh, he is now in jail, a 72-year-old man. So I talked about what his crime was, but let's talk about how awful this So he was, was a serial killer. You said 50 rapes. Or 50 murders? No, no, 12 murders. 12 murders, 50 rapes. 50 rapes. um, 120 burglaries. 120 burglaries. And hardly anybody got a caught in his face. And he was a former police officer. Former
0: police officer. I'm wondering
1: wondering if he was doing this stuff in uniform, Mm -hmm. first of all. True. You know, That was one of the the biggest questions I had. Because I I saw the article, obviously. I'd seen some stuff on the news, on um, the national news about it. But I didn't ever get into anything detailed. Tell me, like, what his details of what he was doing to these? People. You have that information. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you do. So okay, this good. guy, this was his mo. All right. He would break into people's homes armed with a gun. He would essentially he would target houses that had a glass back door that could easily be broken into. A lot of serial killers did that. No, um, you say that because dude. it's easier to do than kicking in a door. So right? crazy. You break their glass sliding door. um... You know, Before they can even understand what's going on, you're already in their bedroom with a flashlight and a gun telling them to get down. Yep. Okay? And that's what he would do. He would then um, have both people tied up. You know, Usually have the girl tie the guy up, and then he would tie the girl up. He would set a stack of plates, typically, on the man. Like, like plates? Like plates. dinner plates? Like dinner plates, so that if he were to move, especially move to where the dinner plates would fall off of him, they would go, you know, and... And he would hear the noise. Because what he would go do is go rape the girl. And that was his thing. But it goes farther than that. Not only would he do that, then he would typically... Now, I said he only raped 12, uh, 50 out of the 120 burglaries. But that doesn't necessarily say that he's... <laughs> that doesn't exonerate anything. But hmm. uh, say there wasn't a woman present, present at the at of the course. time of every burglary. For sure. Um, essentially, what he would do is he would do make his way with her... And then come back and, like, make fun of him. He would drink their beer, eat their food in their house, hang out, take a shit in their toilet, like, just be in their house. Total sociopath. Total craziness. Okay, and then he would even do crazy stuff where he would like pretend like he's leaving and be like, all right, well, you guys, I hope you had a good time. And would leave and pretend like he's leaving and then just sit in the darkness right outside the door for like a half hour and make them think he's gone and then come right back in and like rape the girl one more time. Dude, that is and, like, like kick the dude's ass. Directly out of one of the most insane horror movies you've ever seen. Yeah, right out of it. And then, like I said, on 12 of those occasions, he ended up actually killing somebody. Hiding in the dark, being like, for 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And just hanging out, and then jumping out and being like, ha, I didn't leave. I'm still here to torture you for another five hours. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is that not just the worst thing you've ever heard? Over what span of time? um, The... They're they're estimating his first offense around the seventies, ish. Yeah, it was, li- it was um, and it's 40 ish years. He worked for the police tar- department for only three years, from seventy three to seventy six. Um, the crimes were committed between seventy six and eighty six, so he was only a police officer for a year while he was doing it. He was also a peace officer. After he retired, he got out of the police force, like he was an actual—I don't know if peace officer means like community service type I person that walks around with means. a badge. Yeah, but that—that that probably got him access to a lot of people's houses. Um, mm. Yeah, but he—he he did uh, mechanic work, like I said, afterward for many, many years. Um, but in the 90s, um, he worked at a convenience store, and basically, no one ever suspected anything from this man. So, in his modern life, which he actually carried out in the same town that he committed all these murders, so he got away with it and then never moved away. Balls. Talk, talk about sociopath. Crazy person. Okay. So, he worked in like a convenience store for like 27 years of work at uh the save mart in roseville california after he was done being a mechanic and a police officer so you said he was 70 years old 70, when he got- 72 so he was in his 30s when he was doing this stuff yeah but like literally like when they went back and interviewed people that worked with him at the save mart like they're all like uh that's who this guy is two different lives yeah yeah like totally oblivious his wife his family nobody uh, nobody knew it was like a total – everyone was essentially in his family just totally shocked that he was that guy. Wow. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, man, they caught his ass 35 years later, you going to jail. So they don't anticipate that he's done anything since 1986? Nothing right, the, that they the can charge The Washington him Post with. article didn't go over anything like that, like that he uh, – that they suspected him of anything since then yeah so i mean uh, but joy C. dudley the lady that's been investigating him mm. for the past 30 years she got her man she got her man she got her man wow serial killers are uh, a dying breed my friend and it's it's uh, good news to hear that they're still hunting them, the ones uh, yeah, that were right. active. There were so many that were active during the 70s and 80s, and we only heard about the high-profile ones. There is a book out there called The Encyclopedia of Serial Killers that's about as thick as any dictionary you've ever seen. Mm. So there are that many people that are classified as serial killers that you don't know of, and it's crazy how many. And those are all ones that have been caught. And then there are ones like this guy that have been doing this uh, for a long time and not been caught. It was a big deal, copycat-type thing to do in the 70s and 80s, and uh, a lot of old I men... How not copycat killing people? Dude, there's a lot of mm. old men. I, I, I would be willing to, to bet that there's a lot of old men sitting around America right now that have gotten away with killing people in the 70s and 80s that are just sitting in their living room waiting for the cops to kick their door in. And that That's what happened to him. Kicked his door in and busted his... Wow. Rear end.
0: Everybody, have you
1: heard? So you boys know what an iceberg is, right? Uh, breaks off of a glacier in uh, Arctic waters. And they are smaller on the top than they are on the bottom. So let's deconstruct that word. Ice-berg. So it's made of what? Ice and juice. Okay. <laughs> no. Oh, I mean, come on. So, so Berg? It's made... So, it's made of what? <laughs> ice. It's made of ice. It's made of ice. It floats in water. It floats in a lot of water. So, uh, do you guys know what a... F- you ever come in contact with a fatberg? Oh. Uh, I think I saw him yesterday. Fatberg? Is that a fat Jewish guy? So, <laughs> a fatberg is a con- congealed mass of fat and discarded items. It was unknown in to water. me... Before this reading of what a fatberg was. It ranks up among the top of the list of literally the grossest things I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Scientists have known of them for some time, but it wasn't until recently that they discovered how fatbergs act as breeding grounds for superbugs, which are immune to antibiotics. Hmm. Yummy. So fatberg is as, as disgusting as it sounds. The word, just fatberg... Experts analyzed a 2,460-foot-long fatberg found in a London sewer, and it was found to contain strains of many different bacteria, including E. coli and listeria, which are both resistant to necessary life-saving drugs. Citizens could become exposed to this in in any event of a blockage where sewage gets pushed back up through the pipes, like up into your house into your bathtub or your your work or whatever which if that happened currently available antibiotics would be useless 2460 foot long congealed that's a half of a mile long piece of fat okay Mm. this is what it's made out of (laughs) oil hang on what is known as antri- antimicrobial resistance is considered one of the biggest threats to global health, and many experts have estimated how it could kill as many as ten million unnecess- cause as many as ten million unnecessary deaths by the year twenty fifty mm-hmm. just the fact that we are you know there are bugs out there that are you know anti you know don't take antibiotics unless you are dying and need them totally resistant to drugs. So, very interestingly, this study found that cocaine, MDMA, cooking fat, cotton buds, wet wipes, condoms, significant evidence of banned gym supplements, including many (laughs) bodybuilding steroids like Hordenine and Osteran, Which are banned by, you know, Lance Armstrong's buddies at the World Anti-Doping Agency. You heard me, wet wipes, all of those things. Yeah, that sounds like a bunch of flushing down the toilet kind of stuff. So London estimates their annual cost spent on battling fatbergs to top 80 million euros per year. And it's urging their citizens to abide by only flushing the three P's. (laughs) Pee, poop, and toilet paper. Apparently, with all the bidet madness, you were talking about having a bidet earlier. Mm-hmm. The, it's madness over in Europe for the people that have those. Those that do use some type of wiping device prefer wet wipes, and many companies recently have been marketing a flushable wet like wipe, a biodegradable version, which you know the city sewer crew is calling bullshit on. It's not a disposable wet I feel wipe. Like there, if there's anybody that's going to know if it's BS or not, it's going to be those people. It. Gets caught in our fatbergs. So any, anyway, so you're essentially saying because it happens fat, in growing prop population areas that have like quick additions to their sewage systems without you know massive quick upgrades. Well, what I'm getting at is so sewage systems are based on things flowing downhill. Okay, so fat floats in water. So you're saying basically like any kind of oil. Or any molecules of fat that get flushed down the drain, they float, and then they start to build up because... They congeal together and then catch other things. And catch other things and become a big glob yep. until it's clogging a pipe. Or not necessarily clogging, but built up in a pipe with probably fluid running under the, the, the berg, as you will. Berg. And you're saying that thing was a half of a mile long? Yes. Full of gunked up fat and condoms and wipes and... Everything else that's awful. And then it had antimicrobial resistant bacteria growing in it? Yes. One hundred percent. So then so that if that were a dream. Yeah, if that were to get presented into some mass public system, that'd be kind Mm. of a problem. Don't go in the sewer. Word.
0: Everybody have you heard. So we were talking about earlier about stopping serial killers. I don't think this would stop any. But You can correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) There is this device now called man on the curtain and it is debuting in Japan. So you can already guess kind of what man on the curtain means. So in Tokyo, there has been a lot of apartment managers who have been trying to find more ways to house more people. And as in like attract more people to want to stay in their apartments. Okay. Um, And to avoid any crime... So, for instance, if they're wanting men to come in and stay, even if it's just like a one single bedroom, that's fine. Plenty of men do it. They're struggling, though, to find women who want to do it, too. Who literally just want to find a one-bedroom place or a place all to themselves. Like just women living on their own? Yes. Okay. It's very hard for them to get more people to do that. So, that is why they developed Man on the Curtain. Because pretty much what they do with it is women will live in the apartment and there's a device with their smartphone and a projector that will literally project a man on the <laughs> curtain <laughs> so that if anyone passes by, they recognize that there's a man in there and if they're trying to get whoever lives there, so they're not going to like, come in. like a home alone kind of situation. Yes, exactly like a home alone situation. There's a problem with it, obviously. They've only developed about a dozen different things, so they have things of him, like, for instance, pun- like punching a bag or practicing karate or doing something like heavy duty. And then they also have a chill side where he might be ironing or Get vacuuming or playing the guitar. Right. So Giving a back rub. Or advertising companies are Making having- love to his wife. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Advertising high, companies high, are having high, going high. <laughs> <laughs> are having a hard time with it only because they have only a dozen different settings. So if you're a serial killer in the area and you notice that someone's projecting a man punching, you know, oh, that means no one's there. That means there's a woman alone, so let me go inside. You see what I mean? Oh, I get it. Does what that make mean? sense?
1: Well, I would I would think multiple nights in a row. Like if I was watching two nights in a row and the guy happened to be Or if you be, already
0: know what the projection looks like.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I know this one.
1: 12 different stances is probably not enough no. for a man to be in.
0: So they're trying to come up <laughs> you know
1: like <laughs> I mean if you're trying to project a, a You got to have more moves than that. image of a man on a curtain
0: to as self defense He's got to have more than 12 moves. Yeah. but well, I thought it was interesting because they're trying to come up with plenty more. See, I was totally...
1: When you said man on a curtain, I was... some Somehow my brain was trying to, to link it with, uh, like, Iron Curtain and, like, Russia. Oh. Somehow, like, something to do with Russia. And then you said something about women not being afraid anymore, and I'm like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, though. That is funny. It's... In uh, China... Or right, you said Japan or China? Japan. Japan they think of everything. Doesn't matter which one you're They're talking gonna about. They're going to try they think it. Of everything. Yeah. But it's not going to stop them. Especially Japan. Japan really thinks of everything. They coming for your panties. and super muscle wolf. So, uh let's uh take a break. You want to do a break? PSB? See. See. Um when's the last time that you had a uh a sandwich that had bacon on it? 3 days ago. Yeah? That recent chicken club Mm. fried chicken club with mm. bacon well of course is, it's a, got bacon it's a club is bacon uh, I think we maybe have had this conversation is bacon the strongest non-traditional meat to add to a sandwich oh I'm gonna go uh, with the um, I'm gonna go with the I, I guess how does it qualify as non-traditional what because do you it's not the primary meat it's not a primary. I guess a non-primary. As like a, like a, what a are ham. your What are your primaries secondary? Then? It's a secondary meat. I mean, your primary meats are going to be your, you know, your cold cuts. We're talking your roast beef, your ham, your turkey. Okay, Fair. <clears throat> um, the the ones so corned beef too. Corned beef, I guess, would fall into the right. the then, primary. To answer your question, yes, it is definitely the uh, bacon's the strongest. Oh yeah, I'd say that's the greatest addition. That's why every restaurant has the option to add bacon.
0: Bacon is literally amazing. So. I can't think of what else they would add. Like a meat to a, a meat that complements another meat on a sandwich mm. or a burger. That's a very good way of putting it. You know it. what I mean? <clears throat> a meat that complements a meat. Mm, we need to get a butcher involved.
1: Bacon complements everything. Of course.
0: But we don't like we don't have a poultry that complements Bacon
1: the only thing bacon doesn't complement is salt. Or add salt to your bacon? No, but some some well-salted bacon <laughs> good for you. I like so, that. So, these guys would know. Hey, Big Red Van listeners, I'm Levi Johnson, brother of Hayden Johnson, who I believe you're listening to right this very second, and I have a podcast about sandwiches with my good
0: friend, Walt Braley, and I will be filling in as interim host while Joe Blackstock is off traveling through time.
1: Yeah, Joe has gone back in time to find the first sandwich, so you can hear about those escapades in the upcoming episodes of Sandwich Cast. So, listen to us. You can find us on iTunes and you can follow us on Instagram at, at @sandwichcastpod sandwichcast sandwichcast it's in your mouth
0: everybody have you heard
1: so um this i called this one not your grandfather's cheetos but so <laughs> the incident and then i'm about to talk about occurred last wednesday at a broward county middle school florida. florida 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 so according to the local news there was a snack food that a student brought to school called weetos weedos wheat like Um, as in wheat or as in weed no as in weed okay weedos and it closely resembled the classic of course cheetos um but there was the one difference weedos was a only one difference laced with uh thc edible food okay no way oh yeah like Um, legitimate you know like a legit thc edible but it was cheetos okay okay well, weedos, weedos. Here so, we go. So, despite its close resemblance to the cheese-flavored snack, I wonder how um, I wonder how Chester feels about this. So, two of the three students that got in trouble knew that it was THC Cheetos. Yep. One of them did not. So, um, he's the Bill Clinton of the group. So, of course, the um, the fifteen-year-old girl that was the one that actually brought it, she got arrested and charged with possession of THC at school. And she was later, of course, released her parents. She got ten day suspension and probably is going to get expelled once this is all said and done. Isn't it legal in Florida? Uh, I think so, but not for yeah. a student. At well, 15 of course to bring not school. at school, but they can't like criminally, you know, throw the book at her if it's legal in the state. So, you know, I I brought up this article because it's like okay, we could sit here and talk about you know blah 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 like what she did and how it all went down. But basically, you know, they. Her and some friends ate some weed Cheetos at school. You don't do it. It's, don't bring it to school. And convince another kid that didn't dumb. know that it was weed Cheetos. They got really stoned in school and freaked out. They had to call the paramedics like it was a big old deal because one of the kids thought they were dying because they I were too stoned. 15-year-olds shouldn't have that shit anyway. Okay. So that's a wild story. I tell this story because I want to ask the opinion of the class. Okay. Okay. So, so in the 90s, they outlawed... Um, Camel, the camel. What's his name? Joe. Joe camel. Joe Cool. Joe Cool? Joe Is Cool that Camel. Yeah. It was Joe Cool Camel? Yeah. Okay. Shows how much I knew about it. Yeah. But but Joe Camel. Yeah, Joe Camel. He was deemed illegal. Like Joe the Plumber. Right? Yeah. Because he was a cartoon, so therefore he was marketing towards children. What? Yep. Joe Camel. Yeah. That's that, why? Yeah. yeah.
0: But that doesn't make sense. Well, I appealed, think it appeal? It appealed to kids. It was like,
1: he was cool and he was a cartoon, so he was like... Appealed to children, so yeah. therefore it appealed tobacco products to children. No, so they, therefore, they made it
0: illegal to use. Cartoon I just don't characters. see that as a legitimate argument. They definitely
1: of, made the link from cartoons to
0: cigarettes. Well, they they made that whoever link pitched and they made it law. made it really good, but it's just not a it's just not a valid argument when you see advertising done today with even insurance companies. You c- use cartoons all the time. Yeah, you know, but, but yeah. you're not selling.
1: You, but you know what I mean. Insurance helps save your life, not kill you, like tobacco does. It's very true. Okay, Okay, so my point is, is since they made Joe Camel illegal, okay, because it advertised towards children, explain to me why Weedos is a thing. Explain to me why suckers that have THC in them is a thing. Explain to me why chocolate chip cookies or cupcakes with fancy icing and and cool designs and stuff are a thing when... What do you think children like? Well, um, I think the fact that um, none of... There's no recorded case in history that links marijuana to death, or and or um, anything like that might might lead to that. I mean, understood. Um, but may- maybe is why the the there's t- plenty of anti marijuana people out there, but there are plenty more anti death people out there than there are anti marijuana people. <laughs> Very so, much, I agree with that. Um, but I, but the point I'm trying to make is is they're trying to bring at least the collective states that are currently legalizing marijuana they're trying to do it in a s- fashion of we're going to be on the same kind of playing field as alcohol mm-hmm. meaning we cannot advertise to children we cannot um like you have to be 21 to buy it like you have to it has to be regulated in the sense that you can't be driving and doing it you can't be doing so all these at what things. point is um chips marketing to children i meant it goes beyond the chips is what i mean it goes beyond like gummy bears for example they make weed gummy bears. Okay. Right? Um, we've mentioned that on episodes who loves, in the past. Who loves gummy bears? Kids. I mean, I love gummy bears. 50-year-olds, 30-year-olds. children year olds. also love gummy Ev- bears. Everyone loves them. so if you've got... If you don't love gummy bears, you don't have a heart. How easy is it for your kid to to snag your gummy bears on accident versus smoke a pack of cigarettes that you left out? It's a lot easier for them to snag your gummy bears. But right. if, if you're leaving your edible gummy bears... Of course.
0: Accessible. I think I do get what you're saying. And I think that's why edibles are so attractive for people. Mm-hmm. Because marketing already tells you that any reminiscing type of food is very exciting to young adults or like all the way up to probably age... 45 probably mm-hmm. you would want something fl- that says cotton candy or cookies and cream or anything like that. Well, so it's a good you, point. So if you get some sort of edible that says it with it, then it makes it even more fun. You know what I mean? And I guess, would you rather in these days to Malcolm's point, it's more accessible
1: for kids to get a cotton candy gummy bear that has weed in it than it is when it was for us Hayden, when we were younger and would you rather these this 15 year old girl come to school and get caught with a bag of weed and these people be caught smoking a blunt or would you rather they get caught her get caught with some gummy bears and then get caught eating some gummy bears cuz it's it's literally we we could be talking about a story of the of the yeah. uh, opposite
0: i also see it the same way as i see Fun, alcoholic beverages, too. Because I don't, I don't like see it, as, it. As, That was going like to be we my next make, thing. We like to make things I don't see very this as colorful. marketing
1: something towards minors in
0: terms no. of the product. I see it I just as see it weed. As, I yes. see it as them getting high, and they're like going to get high. How are we going to make it fun for everyone? Yeah, right. It's not like, oh, how am I going to get the 14 or 13-year-old to also buy this, too? So, I no, I, I do get the original point. I see it the same way, though, as I would see any margarita in a can. Yeah, where they're like, it's like a party on the can, and it's fun, exactly. and everything's tropical looking, and it's probably tastes delicious. Like, as soon as that kid is that age, then yeah, they're going to go for it. But I don't think they're saying, hey, f- 15-year-old, get on in on this Well, too.
1: it's because it's the Wild West right now when it comes to um, a lot of, of that business. Like, yeah. there's not that many regulations, whereas alcohol and tobacco have numerous regulations to what they can and can't do and what i was just meaning is is Mm. is is the lack of regulation on that you know allowing these companies to run rampant with things that we would have previously deemed irresponsible like with the tobacco and alcohol uh, industries is what i mean Mm.
0: how do you ban an edible
1: i just well okay for example um to what we're talking about in california they did actually pass a law all these because you know in california it is it for full recreational use, they actually did ban gummy bears. You cannot make edible gummy bears in the state of California anymore because they were too much like kids' treats, and too many people's kids were stumbling across their parents' gummy bears and being like, "Oh, I love gummy bears. Okay, and he, well, and he, okay, well, listen, California's labor laws and the things that you can and can't do in the state of California are borderline crazy. Oh, so, I, I didn't say I was. I was just saying the, the side, fact yeah. is they, they did... Go ahead and go with a statute that said you can't – all you edible I think that there is a distinct difference between Joe Camel and the way that that marketing campaign was launched and the intent behind that and the things that they are doing with the edible marijuana game. I think that there was a clear intent to get younger people hooked on cigarettes by the launch of a cartoon camel mm. mascot. And I don't think that the intent behind the making of edible gummy bears is the same. So I, I personally, I don't feel that way. I don't think they are trying to target kids with it. I think that they are trying to expand the ways that they can make this market. And again, I, my very first point was about the link to death. I think the fact that there is a absence of a link to a death with someone on an edible marijuana or smoking a joint or what taking a bong rip or whatever mm. versus smoking cigarettes and lung cancer and all of that, I think that that has a lot to do with the lack of uproar, mm. so to speak, with the way that they market it. And um, a bag of chips is a bag of chips, and gummy bears are gummy bears. And I, I think that it, there is a difference between something like that than cigarettes i I just i i see your point i Uh do but I, i think that there is a distinct difference in especially in intent
0: and i do think your point what i i think what you're saying is true and could actually become more of a real thing if i don't know we start seeing weed sold on a shelf as in you're going down the cereal aisle and you see also a edible box like the of wi- cereal. Like the
1: wine aisle in a grocery store. Exactly. There's going to be a, a, just weed like aisle. a Just like there's a tobacco section at the grocery store, if, there'll be a weed aisle. Exactly. And if those were advertised section.
0: with, I don't know, like the Toucan Sam from Fruit Loops, if you're getting a box of cereal and it's all flavored weed, then... You know what I mean?
1: Like you're getting
0: uh, like Paw Patrol
1: gummy snacks for your kid, e- but, they, exactly. but they say High Patrol and they like are little dogs on it. Yes, that I mean, kind <laughs> of thing. That the, kind of thing. The would equivalent be. of candy cigarettes, yeah, is yes. basically what we're talking about. Yeah. Is the equivalent of candy cigarettes because candy cigarettes obviously had nothing to do with no taste, no nothing except the look. Yeah, and it was the look and the feel of it, and it was to mentally get you to think that it was cool and all of that. So, if if that's, I know that that's what you meant mm-hmm. from your original question, but I don't think that that's the intent with the creation of gummy right bears and and chips and all that. I yeah, don't, I, think, I think I could agree with you on that. I just it like whenever I read this article, that was straight where my brain went was similar. Well, they make all these things that are like kid snacks. But with weed in them, hmm. so what's the but difference? But are they kid snacks because we made them kid snacks? Like, is it are they kid snacks just because we allow our kids to eat them, or are they just snacks? Yeah, like that's, you know, that's a good like, point too. Like I, I guess that's that would be another question. Is, but it's they're definitely like stoner snacks. Gummy, <laughs> gummy. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> like chips and gummy bears. It's like, and hey, all you stoners, we know that you like gummy bears, ice cream bars. We're gonna go ahead and put some and, weed in those gummy bears. Yeah, so. Yeah, what what are they called? Um, Haribo, like those heart the oh, bags of the Haribo. Dude, Harbos, yeah. they're a little chewy, but man, they good. They are good.
0: Everybody, have you heard?
1: So it's time to go to college and get a real job. What get you a real job? That ain't working out. And have these you ever days. have you ever heard that from somebody? Even today, but definitely when I was a kid, we always heard from our parents and teachers that we had to quote unquote go to college, and if we didn't, if we wanted to get a good job and make a comfortable living. Well, according to a recent report published by NPR, there are plenty of high-paying jobs that don't require a college degree, like around 30 million of them. But we are told that college is the way, and many kids go the route of taking on a lot of debt instead of learning a trade and starting a career earlier. It's estimated that there will be around 70% more open jobs in infrastructure than there will be bodies to fill them in the next 5 years. Uh, yeah, y- you want to go ahead and know right now today something you could do. Go to a trade school and learn how to weld. Yep. Take an 18-month course on learning how to weld and you can have a
0: $50,000 a year job, no problem. True. Yeah. Our The hours just suck, but true. Oh yeah,
1: you got it's it's a contractor job, so you got to drive around like a like anybody else that works construction, you got to your you your job isn't at the same place every day, but I mean, you want a good job go be a welder right if now if it was fun they wouldn't call it work and it so, gets higher the pay goes up as well I'm talking about just some normal dude that is going to be a contractor <clears throat> welder to come do work you get to be a specialist you can make like $60,000, $80,000 a year Hayden's making my case for me so according to the Associated General Contractors of America close to 70% of construction companies nationwide and I'm talking jobs that are hard work but they pay very well like Hayden just said they're having a hard time hiring The 30 million jobs I mentioned earlier that don't require a degree pay an average of almost $55,000 per year, which is close to $10,000 higher than the average median income of the United States in 2017. Mm -hmm. The matchup of lifetime earnings between someone with a high school diploma versus college degree has always been touted by colleges. Come to college, get your degree, because you're going to earn over a million dollars in your lifetime more than someone with just a high school diploma. That figure and that statistic is accurate. But degree versus trade school degree or trade school certificate is a lot more comparable like an, a, an electrician compared to someone with a liberal arts degree, for oh, instance. Dude. Electricians, man, get paid. The ability for one to have immediate work... And much lower after-school debt versus the other. Hmm. Think of it like that. I have friends and have worked for people who fall into both categories, and I can say that I honestly look at it very similarly to the military structure when college is involved. When you enlist, you work your way up the ranks. But when you go to college to four, when you go to college for four years, you graduate like from a service academy as an officer. Mm -hmm. And you have no in-the-field experience but all the necessary classroom knowledge. And it works the same way in our field. Those who start with us at, say, 17 or 18, they work for us for four years. They're beyond ready for the next level of responsibility. Beyond ready Mm -hmm. with those four years of experience. But those that come to us just graduated – they again have the advanced knowledge of the business and how all of those things work in the industry, but very little if any real life applications of those learnings. So I ask you guys the question: what's better experience or knowledge how much experience <laughs> I'd say it depends you know four someone, years of reading or four years of doing i would I'd say. Four Four years about... would you? What do you think would make you better at it? So there, four years of reading about how to do something or four years of doing? I'm going to go doing it. Because that's exactly the argument I'm making. Or this article, I guess, that I am reinforcing. What's better? To go out there and do something for four years and to you know work on your craft for those four years, whether you're raw or not when you start, but you're working on it for four years? Or is it to take the steps back and to be more of the analysis and the more of the learning and all of that without any applications of those learnings what's better some people learn different some people are auditory learners they'd rather hear something some people would rather re- read something
0: well there are some there are some jobs that I would consider as half or whole of knowledge would be better and <clears throat> i don't know i don't know if that's the point you're trying to make, but like your internal medicine doctor, well, that's what I'm I'm trying to say. Like if you're a nurse and you're, and you're specified as only that you're going to learn a ton, but you're also going to learn a lot, not just from reading, but from all the clinicals you're about to do. Mm. So you're going to get to apply that reading right away. So where it would work out in what you're saying is if we just made more specific schooling, for that type of thing. So if you want to go into, if you know that you already want to be a manager rather than wasting your time with a couple other things and you already have that retail job, go ahead and take yourself that one business class. That's going to teach you everything you need to know about being that business manager. I think, and then, and then you're done. I think what Wade's trying to say
1: here is like that he's saying the college graduate that goes and does four years of school to learn how to do something, and then they come out after that four years and get a job doing that something. Are they being more efficient with their time, effort, and their payout as someone that goes to a trade school? That a trade school might only have you for a year or 18, eighteen months or eighteen months, where the trade school is you doing said thing. You are learning by doing something hands-on, like most. Yeah, trade but schools, it all it just all depends on are, what you're a, doing. It oh, also oh, oh, yes, yeah, I, What I'm saying is is. Which one has the better payoff today? Because... There are certain jobs, yes, like a doctor or something like that that's going to... But also let me throw this in there. That requires that... Because this is the moving scale. This is the moving part of the scale, including if being a doctor. Because paying off a trade school takes between one and three years on average, between the people that get takeout loans for trade school. Paying off college takes up to 20 to 40 years, depending on how many loans you take out. Let's also weed out any job that would make higher than the average income of a trade school because that's the thing too because of course like okay well if it's just that then well that's why i said electrician versus someone with a liberal liberal arts degree exactly not not someone with a phd correct it's gonna be a yeah
0: no i would have to agree with that if we're talking about if we were talking about any doctors or anyone who obviously will end up going to master going into the masters as well in graduate school, then yeah, no, you can't compare them. But if we're comparing them to, um, Joe, who's taking some, has some art major and he's trying to, um, just go into just graphic design entirely. Only way he's going to make more than that welder is if he's getting picked up by someone in Hollywood. And I guess,
1: let, let me, let me I guess, re-standardize the argument by saying, <clears throat> if you want to be rich beyond your wildest imaginations, go to college, okay? Okay. But that's not what this was about. This What was pushed to me when I was a child was, if you want to live a comfortable life, you have Got to, to go, go to college. Mm-hmm. There's no way, you're going to almost be on the borderline of poor, if you don't go to college and that's what this argue this article is arguing against fifty five thousand dollar a year household income is not poor that's not even close so it's like i said ten thousand dollars over the average of last
0: year no it's a a marketing scheme obviously just the same way as a credit card would market to you too that's that's how i see it um them just like the again The same way that the colleges used to earn a million
1: dollars more than someone with a high school diploma. It's literally the exact same scheme yes. to use your word as as someone saying that you can earn this now without having to take on the debt of college. Yes. So it's really just two options. College isn't for everyone. I think a lot of people take out a lot of loans to go to college and end up not going anymore or end up flunking out or whatever because college was never made for them in the first place. When they could have been given proper advice or t- made the right decision and gone to a trade school. I don't think a lot of people think that this is an option because they look at trade school, they look down on trade school. Trade schools aren't seen as an equal um, level mm. as someone going to a community college, even. If you go to community college, somehow you're better than someone going to truck driver school when truck drivers can make $70,000 a year. Yeah. You know, so it's just kind of, <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't. It's not looked at equally in terms of pay. It's more of class of job, and trade schools have always been somehow a blue-collar, lower class of job. But I wanted to bring the light that there's 30 million of those jobs currently out there, and there's a lot of people that don't um, want them because they are convincing themselves that they have to go to college instead. I will not force my children to go to college. I am going to tell them that they will not go to college unless it is paid for. We're starting a trust fund for, or not a trust fund, but we're starting a savings account for our kids now. Yeah. So hopefully, it's paid for one day by well, you us. Know, it also just but depends. if they don't get scholarships and stuff, and if it's not paid for, I'm not going to tell them to take out loans for it. That's financially irresponsible of me to tell my kids to take out a bunch of loans to go to college when I know that it's not 100 percent going to be paid off. Well, I think it also just depends on the time because, like, start working. You know, like there's obviously we flex into the era of the. The college graduate doesn't do much better than the non-college graduate. We, we've flexed into that era. But who's to say it doesn't flex back because so many trade school jobs, pe- too many people doing trade school stuff. And now there's – it's hard to get a welder I or I think that, would that be happened because a, a lot of people job. went to college and they didn't take it seriously. A lot of people went to college and they weren't prepared for college. A lot of people went to college and they weren't there for the true academic experience. Oh so. yeah, true. So but what I just, I'm I thinking it is when the it best way back, and then the collegiate level jobs yeah. are in a demand. Agreed, yes, but I, know, don't, see, I don't see it. I don't see it flexing back. From now.
0: I don't see it flexing back ever again. And the only reason I say that is because I think trade schools are fantastic for what their purpose is, and I think that we should also expand in the options of what types of trade schools we have. So far mm. to the point where, gonna, you, where, gonna big, one. where big universities...
1: I'm going to open one for you, Malcolm.
0: Well, on, honestly, <laughs> it's a good idea, though, because I want big universities to go ahead and start cutting back on these prerequisites that you have to take for certain... Or just general eds. Mm-hmm. For Like, we have so many different public universities where you're recri- required to take a certain amount of histories or a certain amount of... Um, special arts it's just that to you get may money. not even have to wait. Oh, like, that's for money. Like, I gr- I guess that, that information is really cool and all, but you really don't need that. So if they're going to have to start cutting back all th- on all those things when more, more types of trade schools start to open. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'll open up a trade school for retail managers. That's what we're going to do. We're going to train what- them. You're gonna come. You're gonna come learn from us. You get a certificate, and mm. then after 18 months, you'll be able to go work at any retail environment as a manager. At, at 19 years old, we're gonna copyright this shit. It's already done. We've got. We've already contacted our lawyers. So don't you try and steal my idea. It's in the works. Mm. But we're gonna do this. There's a similar. I told you guys about this. There's a similar company that did this for IT professionals in the New York area. Just sold for 500 million dollars. Ching where they were taking people stri- fresh out of high school that didn't want to go to college that wanted to work in the IT world and wanted to be IT professionals when you call hey I need tech support these guys and they they contracted their they uh, say they say hold on done they what's, got, your, what's your last name they got these people from this from this <laughs> one service and they contracted them out to Apple and Google and whatever hmm. so I I wanted to let people know there's there's jobs There's jobs out there, and you don't have to go to college to earn a comfortable uh, living. Well, the cool thing living. is
0: with trade schools, once big businesses get involved and start funding those trade schools, because they realize those things are specified for the types of employees that they're wanting, they need to, that takes out their whole training program. They don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that. That's mm-hmm. taken care of. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect example of that is uh,
1: Universal Technical Institute. Yeah. The UTI, which is, like, come on, come up with a better uh, abbreviation. For sure. But uh, that's what they do. They, like, partner with, like, BMW and Volkswagen. Same thing and with and DeVry. Old,
0: yeah. Like, yep.
1: DeVry partners with, like, Dell and a bunch of computer companies. And I remember when I was coming, DeVry Institute was so small. And it's, like, now Phoenix University. All these different things mm-hmm. are coming up. So, and they're they're trade schools. So. Yeah. But, uh Get a job fixing Volkswagens. Yeah, you man. Know? And make some money. Oh, yeah, dude. People that work on Volkswagens and Beamers, like as a specialist mechanic, they, they get to charge you a lot I mean, of money. I mean, become a become a cable guy. You know? Those cable dudes make pretty good money. You know? It just depends on what you want to do. If they, like I said earlier, if it was fun, they wouldn't call it work. You got to understand that it's going to be work. And if you want to be a millionaire, go to college. You're gonna you're gonna be a millionaire. You could be a millionaire. Maybe you have to work really hard, or maybe you have to, whatever. But I don't depend, want to do that. Depending on what you want to do, if you just want to be comfortable, you don't have to spend thirty five thousand, forty thousand dollars and go to college to be just quote unquote comfortable. This is coming from a guy that uh, neither one of my parents graduated from college. Both of them enlisted in the service, and then just it ended up not going to college and. Um, they ended up providing a comfortable living for me. And it was just one of those things that my dad had a trade, you know, it was, my dad had a trade. He was a mechanic and he was always able to get himself through and he was able to work himself all the way up into the corporate ranks and because of a trade. And it started with that and it didn't, it didn't have to be with college. And it was always my motivation behind it. I've seen it. Like I said, I've worked for people that way. I've had people work for me both with or without college degrees. And, uh, um i think it's interesting i am a person who sits here before you today with debt to a college (laughs) for college (laughs) loans so i've actually been both sides of it and uh it's just it was an interesting conversation so thank you guys for that um but that's my list you guys uh you out you fresh out trey only so all right right before the hour and a half mark we can get this done Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this episode of HYH, and I promise you we're going to catch you on the next one.